Hello and welcome to From Panels to Pictures. This is the TV and movie review show from The Comic Crush. Uh, welcome back to uh, all you guys. This is episode three. Uh, you'll remember our last show, we had Nikki on to discuss Wonder Woman uh, 1984. This week, we're joined by Keith Isles from Home Media Minefield. Hi, Keith. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, Thanks good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really pleased to have you back on. I've been looking for a chance to get you back on for a while. Um, and you, you actually suggested this. So I, I'm really pleased to, to have the chance to take you up on your your kind offer of coming back on. Um, we're going to do something a bit different today that we don't normally do, which is we're going to talk about the trailers for a particular show as opposed to the show itself. Because, of course, we haven't seen the show itself yet. It's not available anywhere. And, in fact, we haven't got a UK date. Oh, sorry, I'll just move there. Um, so we're going to talk about the, the first two trailers that have popped up for uh, Superman and Lois, which is the new CW show set in the Arrowverse, uh, which I know one of us is a huge fan of. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um... I used to be. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm very, I'm very behind on the Arrowverse, um, and I think uh, I was on one of your podcasts where we discussed uh, the pilot episode of Batwoman, which would have obviously been, yeah. you know, over a year ago now or whatever. And um, you know, we talked briefly about a bit of the history of uh, CW's Arrowverse. Um, I know that this is. You know, this is set in it. Um, this iteration of Superman was actually introduced in the Supergirl uh, TV show, which is which is part of that Arrowverse. Um, but in terms of timeline and where this is, and the fact that it's contemporary and all this, um, I think these events are because of what happened in their adaptation of Crisis on Infinite Earths, which they did as a sort of right. um, you know, five episode crossover event with with all of the shows um, within that, uh, in that, in that did, universe. I, I will say we did cover, however, uh, <laughs> because of various technical difficulties and scheduling problems at my end, we never actually that episode never actually saw the light of day. I will try and dig it back out and, and get it up at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what interests me about this is first of all. The Supergirl universe of, of Arrowverse, if you like, is actually a different universe from the Arrow universe. Isn't it like an alternate dimension, which is one of the kind of many confusing things. I, I'm not sure why they chose to do that um, well, initially. I don't know enough about the shows to, to really speak to that. Yeah, I can tell you. A, I can tell you a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, this whole multiverse thing is 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 very vogue now because obviously, you know, they did this with 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 these shows, and obviously, it looks like Marvel might be doing this as well with with some of their MCU stuff now. But um, basically, the reason that Supergirl initially wasn't in the main Arrowverse universe. To my knowledge, and I may be wrong with this, but I believe it was to do with the television networks that it was on because right. originally um, one of them was on CBS and the other was on the uh, CW and they were owned by different um, parent companies. And even okay. though the 
the producers were the same. It was Greg Belanti and his team of producers that uh, that developed it. But I think there was some reason because of the different networks, they couldn't do crossovers. And eventually they got permission to do certain crossovers. So you had Flash appearing in um, Supergirl, bearing in mind Flash is the one, my limited comic knowledge, he's the one that could, you know, go through the multiverses anyway because of his speed and, and, yeah. flash point and all that sort of stuff. And then what happened is eventually for its, I think, second or third season, Supergirl ended up on the CW anyway. Um, but I, as I said, I think they tried to keep it separate so there wasn't confusion about, well, hold on, if Arrow and Flash have this big problem and they're trying to save the universe, why isn't Supergirl uh, involved? Which she was eventually, but initially I think that's why they made them as two different universes which i believe is in line with the comics anyway i you know you'll be able to answer that better than me in terms of the comic so i don't think it is oh okay uh, although increasingly the universe is becoming increasingly fractured um and there's a lot of change going on there it's very hard to keep up unless you, you're kind of reading everything which you know is a no-no for me. I, I I won't be reading every single DC comic or every single Marvel comic that comes out. Why um, not? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, Keith. Running running a comic uh, comics website gives <laughs> you absolutely zero time to read comics. It's yeah, like, no, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. And uh, um, well, put it this way, I I couldn't keep up with all the shows, which is why I ended up. Um, you know, I think I, I think I, I lasted sort of six seasons of of arrow which i think actually ran up to maybe eight or nine seasons uh, uh, yeah yeah I, I did three seasons of flash which ran concurrently um i didn't really get into legends of tomorrow which was another one then there was supergirl which i definitely saw the first two maybe three seasons of and of course since there's been batwoman which has gone through all sorts of uh you know, behind the scenes problems, <laughs> and and now this, um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I I can't partly because they're on Sky, so I'm seeing them much later on things like Now TV, and uh, and in fact, Arrow I think was on Amazon Prime for a while, so I, I caught up with some of it there. I would like to kind of continue going through it, but I think it's one of those things, you know, it flashes back to like the how television used to be pre-streaming yes. um, which was television was something you listened to uh, while you did other things it wasn't something you watched it was in a way <laughs> it kind of became the the modern radio at the time whereas now I find you do have to pay more attention to the shows like the streaming shows because of their length partly you know like 10 12 8 episodes whatever you're kind of forced into a very narrow space to kind of make sure you've paid attention to what's happening in each episode. You know, it's something that kind of HBO pioneered. I think I would prefer shows to be more like that because I, I think these shows would be a lot more kind of digestible if they were in that format, you know, no more than 12 episodes. But that's something yeah. we can talk about as we move on. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, certainly with the Arrowverse, one of the one of the problems was, you know, you had five or six shows running concurrently, 
um, with a with a series run of between 20 and 22 episodes per season as well. So that was a lot to cover. So as you can imagine, it got quite convoluted. Um, it also did get a bit silly, I have to say, tonally. Um, this all became a bit more ridiculous the more fantastical it got, which, you know, was was understandable. And, y y you know, and, and, and it, it did it did sort of change, I think, uh, as as the sort of um, entertainment landscape and the, uh, you know, some of the views around that changed that sort of fed into the series as well. And I, I kind of, uh, I, I'll be honest, I kind of tuned out, although I did think that the crisis on infinite earth was, um, was a, you know, a mammoth television experiment. Um, I'm not sure it was entirely successful, but it was nonetheless entertaining and wow, what a lot of yeah. parts, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I think what was the one that I really liked? Um, that we did, we did talk about. Was it Elseworlds? Oh, in, in, was it Invasion or Elseworlds? Because they've done no, several of these. I think they kind of hit a high point when they did the the one where Supergirl is the sort of militaristic. They're, they're sort of like the Nazis from the future. Or I believe that. that one was Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah. Was that, like a four part it crossed over with there were four mm. shows at the time and um yeah it was about maybe three years ago that one was out and uh yeah that was very good actually I it was kind of, kind of hit a high point there yes um, yes largely because there wasn't they didn't feel the need to tie those into the ongoing stories of the the shows they were they, they sprang from which yeah. are, I, I actually found confusing in watching those things on, on their own. I stand corrected, um, by the way. I've just realised I think that was Crisis on Earth X. Yes. Like Else, Elseworlds was the one that introduced Batwoman before the series. Correct. Um, yeah. It was the previous one, yeah, Crisis on Earth X, which was the uh, the 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 Nazi kind of mirror universe version mm. of... Um, of uh, Arrow and and Supergirl, etc. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like it was a great like few episodes. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, now, of course, these had Superman in them as well. Yeah, so, he, yeah. he pops up in, in several of these. So, uh, yeah. Superman, we've got Superman played by Tyler Hoshin, and uh, if I'm saying that right, I hope I am. And Lois Lane played by Elizabeth Tulloch. Um, I feel like they've resurrected Margot Kidder every time I look at Elizabeth Tulloch. <laughs> and I'm sure to a certain degree this was why she was chosen. Um, and I'm not, you know, denigrating any of her acting or her abilities, but I think they, they kind of are trying to hit touchstones. And in a way, it's quite smart to stop doing it with Superman, you know, stop trying to find people that look like Christopher Reeve. <laughs> go, oh, actually, maybe we can do it this way, um, which I like. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, looking yeah. at this show, which I've got to say, I, I'm not even sure I knew was coming um, until the first trailer popped up. What struck me was what a different tone it seems to have from the rest of the Arrowverse shows. No, ag agreed. I mean, the first thing that struck me when I saw the the original trailer, the first version, was I was thinking, oh, they're kind of, they've kind of taken Smallville and turned it on its head. 
Meaning right. that with, with Smallville, which I was a which I was a massive fan of, obviously that's a, a generation ago now, which is scary. But um, with, with with Smallville, um, you sort of had teenage Clark Kent and the characters around him, you know, Lana Lang, Pete Ross, etc. And it was Clark sort of dealing with this um, superpower and his parents sort of dealing, you know, going to his parents for advice on, on you know, who to be and how to be and all of it and how to deal with it. Whereas in this, it looks like it's sort of the inverse of that because super, Lois and Clark are actually the parents and it's how their teenagers are dealing with them or with him being the, 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 the superhero, as it were. Uh, so, so I think it's, I think this could be, you know, we've had lots of iterations of Superman over the years, you know, even in the last decade. And, and I think that this has the potential to be quite an interesting viewpoint on the, on the whole thing. You know? Yeah, actually, I didn't think of, of that. It does, as you say, turn turn Smallville on its head by by simply uh, generation swapping the the leads, <laughs> the B characters, the children, um, which is a fascinating take. I mean, I, I was never a huge fan of Smallville. I liked Ooh. the uh, well, you know, <laughs> I liked. Uh, there were certain episodes I liked and certain things about it I liked, but. Again, just even back then, I couldn't deal with 22 episode runs. It's <laughs> yeah. the same thing every week. And it ran for 10 thing. seasons as well, Smallville. Yeah. Like a record I, at the time. <laughs> yeah. Again, one day when I'm retired, I'll, I'll maybe sit back and uh, <laughs> rewatch all these things. But um, it, it really wasn't for me. I think I tuned out around about season four, season five, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't remember for the life of me what what was going on. Um, but it, 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 funny enough, it did actually change because the original producers, uh, Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, who were the um, the developers of that show, mm. and basically you know chose to sort of they did this whole no flights, no tights policy, and and you know chose to not deal with the disguise and you know all of that sort of hokey stuff and tried to make it sort of more grounded in inverted commas um they they were only on board you see for the first seven seasons because that was how long they expected it to run and after right. that point um you know michael rosenbaum uh left as lex luther because i guess he'd been tired of spending you know seven years being bald and probably wanted to grow his his hair out you know having his head shaved for seven years was that your um, favorite character in the show yeah, yeah oh he was fantastic and and they all went so then the check at that point interestingly the show did turn into more of what the Arrowverse is because at that right. point it became a, a costume show, which it never was before. And, 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 you know, with, with, with aliases and, and, you know, all of that and more cat, more DC characters coming into it. Um, in fact, we had, we had a version of Arrow's Oliver Queen actually in the Smallville series. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that sort of thing. So, so it, it did become a different thing and maybe, maybe it outstayed its welcome a little bit, but um, but I have to say I've got a bit of a, a special place. Um, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I not, I'm not knocking. If if you like it, it's your thing. Great, you know. Um, and, it, and it's not to say that I won't ever go back and look at it and go, oh, actually, I'm, I'm completely wrong about this, and <laughs> as I often do about things, and completely wrong about this. I, I actually do like it. Um, 
but you know moving on to this the, yes. the tone seems much more in line weirdly enough ever so slightly with man of steel which i, I was quite yeah. surprised at which is things are kind of shot through with a very diffuse sunlight you know we it's got that kind of um midwest farmland pastoral feel i would yeah. say kind of you'd see in things like terence malick and you know i i doubt it's going to reach the lofty heights of terence malick for people but um it doesn't need to though it doesn't need to it's not that type of show but i i think they really seem to be going for something with this and there really seems to be a, a different angle i mean we, we know from the first trailer that intergang and morgan edge are probably going to be um factors in the show they were characters from the original comics very very present in the sort of late 80s and 90s in in superman comics um Although yeah. I will confess to not of having read too much of the intergang stuff in the comics. I've read yeah. some 80s stuff. There is one run of Superman comics um, called Exile, uh, which was out sort of really on in my comic buying life, if you like. And I remember buying that every bit. I had every single issue of that. It was spread all over the Superman issues and a few other things besides. Um, and it's one where Superman accidentally kills General Zod and his sort of cohort. Not accidentally, he actually kills them on purpose, sorry. <laughs> and in dealing with the guilt of that, he exiles himself off to space right. and goes on this crazy adventure where he he learns more about the history of Krypton um, and he becomes this sort of nomadic space character uh, now that storyline, I have brought those comics and sold them three or four times. Because right. every now and then I get this nostalgic pang where I go, oh, that, that was a really good story. That was a really good story. I loved that. And I, I will go and I'll find it or it will pop up in some back issue store and I'll be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just give it another read. I'll just give it another read. I've now stopped doing that because I've got the big hardcover omnibus so hopefully that'll that'll cure me of ever having to go and buy that thing again um, <laughs> yeah no but, no i hear you yeah um but intergang and morgan edge do pop up in that storyline yeah and, and i believe i might be wrong about this but i believe they they have those characters have also been in the uh the Arrowverse. only right. i believe okay. there's, there's been some recasting going on for this which um uh I guess I guess if you say it's another part of the multiverse, that's a way they can get away with recasting without it being a massive continuity thing. But um, but no, I I agree with you absolutely. What you were saying about the um, aesthetically, the look of this is much more Man of Steel. Um, yeah. You know where uh, where Smallville, even though it was quite grounded, it was still very colourful. It still dealt very much in primary colours. You know, Clark was always wearing a red and blue, you know, bright red and blue regardless, you know, um, even though it was normal clothing like T-shirts or jackets or check shirts or whatever. It was always, it was still quite a colourful show. Right. Um, whereas this, you know, has much more of that... Um, 
you know darker washed out look that that man of steel has also i get the the feeling that this which is again quite different to the other arrowverse shows but this is really gonna i think potentially from looking at the trailer deal with family issues and mm. and you know that's going to be sort of rather than being sort of super villain of the week or whatever it's gonna uh, you know it's going to be more about i think those those that family dynamic and and those issues there so um i i think it has the potential to be you know quite quite intriguing from 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 that point of view yeah yeah um, and I, I think you are going to get the sort of soap opera element almost um, because comics are just a big soap opera, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're just done in really bizarre costumes. And I, I think there's definitely going to be a, a sense, as you say, of of kind of grounding the whole thing, which I, I don't think will hurt. Because no. I find like the, the Arrow shows, one of the things that puts me off is the same thing that puts me off about all ne network television. It's just like, Regardless of how dark this scene's supposed to be thematically or aesthetically, we're just going to whack the brightness up for you. And there you go. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll just get every inch of this thing. And, and, and everything just kind of looks the same. You know, I have yeah. a, a real issue with that. Um, because that, that just the look of that sort of television drives me mad. And I, I really, I'm just, oh, because it just looks cheap. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. It's kind of flatly, it isn't, it isn't, you know, bright. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's flatly lit and brightly coloured and and all of mm. this sort of thing. And um, th this look more filmic. I mean, from the trailer, I'm not sure if the show is actually going to be like this, but from the, the trailer, they even had it in a sort of two thirty five to one aspect ratio. Yeah, you know, like 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 one of the Superman movies. But um, uh, but 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 by the way, we're still dealing with this though. Do you yeah. recognize me is, 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 is the person am i a different person because that did sort of make me laugh in the trailer and it was that sort of um <laughs> meme that went around for years of um of zoe De deschanel and it was zoe deschanel not wearing glasses <laughs> but having her hair sort of swept back yeah. uh, you know away you know no um no bangs no fringe and Someone just went, I can actually completely see how Superman gets away with it now because <laughs> it's just that. But I, I think that's just one of the great things is that um, I, I think part of the point of Superman is, is that he carries the Clark Ken. You know, it's always that thing of Superman is not the real identity. Clark Ken is the, is the guy and, and Superman well, is the secret, you know. depend, depending on the iteration yes mm. you know, there, there were iterations where the character was absolutely clark kent and you know smallville mm. obviously played totally into this and you know he became i mean he didn't even know superman was through most of smallville but you know by the end becomes superman but there were also versions where i mean one arguably one could say that with christopher reeve who I love, you know, who we grew up with. That's our Superman, right? Mm. But um, he he was Superman, and then he would almost kind of put on a a disguise as Clark Kent yes. because, because of his characterization of Clark Kent, making him this kind of bumbling buffoon, 
you know awkward kind of person and 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 it is you do sort of think well where does where does one end and the other begin right <laughs> it's so it's 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 interesting <laughs> interesting enough in the comics i think last year one of the storylines i did really enjoy that there was a long-running thing where lois lane who is married to clark kent you know canonically in the comics was seen kissing superman right um and that had become like a big press issue and you know of course clark kent was trying to figure a way through you know how does he get the attention off his wife um and it sort of carried through into the lois lane maxi series that came out which was fantastic um and it carried through into the superman comics by brian michael bendis and the way they handled it was wonderful because Superman actually just went, right, I'm Clark Kent. I'm really Clark Kent. And he, he let everyone know who he really was. Like, like the Iron Man moment. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was great <laughs> because one of the things that has always been present in the DC universe is secret identities. Yes. Like they're, they're always kind of present and... They're always necessary. As much as secret identities are completely useless to the Marvel Universe, they are ingrained in the DC Universe and necessary. Yeah. And it's one of the key differences between the two. And it was great to kind of see that. And I, I actually, one of the first articles I wrote for the Comic Crush was an article on should they reveal the identity? I'm not sure they should. Blah, 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 blah. I was happy to be proven wrong because the comics handled it really well. Right. Um, so it's interesting to see. And now we have in this, in the, the trailer, trailer number two, he reveals his identity to his children. Yeah, who are totally uh, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, that, 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 that was why I did the glasses thing because yeah. I was like, seriously? Um, but in fact, in fact, um, on the subject of glasses, actually, again, I always mm. sort of notice these things, but I've noticed they've kind of gone with the Dean Kane's style glasses for right. him. In, you know, the ones like in uh, Lois and Clark, because I, which I suppose is another kind of this is sort of Smallville meets Lois and Clark, isn't it? In some respects, um, I don't know whether mm. you ever saw that show in in the nineties. You know, I, um, you know what? I, I I love Terry Lois Hatcher. and Clark. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. loved it. Lane and, and Terry Hatcher, as you, as you rightly point out. Um, the, the thing that I found ruined that show, and someone did a whole article on this back at the, you know, back in the day, and they were spot on, which was the show used to have in the first season what they called URST, unresolved sexual tension. Yeah. But yeah. the moment they started dating, that went out the window and yeah. slowly the kind of show you could see this sort of graph where the show started to kind of will yeah. and, and they really well, should have kept it will they won't they you know yeah um, well, well i agree with that yeah i agree with that i mean particularly in the first season they had an excellent love triangle uh with lois clark and let and and again, I'd argue he was quite a good Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor was played by an actor called John Shea, who yeah. uh, rather than rather than being sort of much older than Clark and and bald and all of this sort of stuff, he was actually a a, a bit more of um, you know, a kind of a 
a leading man type himself, you know, and a bit of a sort of foil for that. And 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 there was some attraction with um, him and, and Lois, you know, Terry Hatcher and, and him in this, which which mm. obviously caused Clark, the, the, you know, the man, Clark, you know, because, again, it followed that one, um, you, you know, some 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 jealousy and yeah. something he had to deal with and that and that worked quite nicely in that first season of um of, of lois and clark but like you said second season lex left you know he he was gone i, I think he came back and, and they got together and uh you're right it absolutely lost its um it, it lost the unique thing because what what they did clever with that show is they took the Superman sort of story and characters and turned it into essentially a 90s romantic comedy uh, at the time because it kind of was I mean you look at you look at Lois and Clark and it was contemporary at the time obviously but it was a it was a romantic comedy essentially um with those characters in and it and it, and it worked because it was very different to just doing a carbon copy of the Christopher Reeve films um like yeah. many have tried to do so uh yeah it was, it was fun i mean it's hard with these shows <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what people want really because on one hand you get people complaining well i don't want a carbon copy of christopher reeve um you very much got that when superman returns came out um like but there were there were people like me who were kind of thrilled and kind of yeah i really want uh uh a kind of natural continuation. So if the actor looks a bit like Christopher Reeve, I'm fine. You know, I'm not worried. But equally, I'm not worried if the actor looks like Tyler Hoshin or at the time looked like Dean Kane. You know, it's. I think what, what's going to make the difference for you is the tone and scripts of the show and the direction and, and all those kind of things. Um, but it, it must be hard for the creators of the show to try and, you know, try and just navigate what bloody, you know, us fanboys want. I, I... Yeah. Well, it, it's it's like, um you know, like you said, um you know, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't in some mm. respect. Because you do something like Superman Returns and people say, oh, you know, it's trying to be like the, it's trying to be an extension of the Christopher Reeve films, but it doesn't really make sense because, you know, they've contemporized it and, you know, it's all different actors and blah, blah, blah. And then you have Man of Steel, which, you know, absolutely tries to do something completely different with it. And then people are like, oh, I don't like it because it didn't feel like a Superman movie yeah. and it was this, that and the other. So it, it is a really hard line to, um, to walk. And one of the things I, that struck me straight away with this trailer, which I was pleased about, is the new costume, the new Superman costume, which, let's be honest, that's part of the character, it's part of the iconography. Yeah. The new costume is much better than the version of the costume that he had in the Supergirl series when he when it was launched, in my opinion. I always I always thought the one in Supergirl looked a bit hokey, um, uh, whereas this one... To be fair, looks a little bit more like the um, <laughs> like like the uh, uh, Man of Steel type costume, doesn't it? It looks right, a bit yeah. Uh, it's 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 the gone with that and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and and stuff. Um, I mean, again, the costumes are a very tough thing to get right because they can. I mean, uh, like pants I know everyone. No pants. Of, <laughs> yeah, but like, I I just don't know what 
you know, when they got rid of the trunks in the comics, back when they did uh, the New 52, and yeah. Grant Morrison did his action comics run, people went ballistic. They yeah. were just like, what are you doing? Put the trunks back on that man. And I, I kind of get it. It's so much of the iconography. Um, uh, I, I mean, people don't quite get as drastically upset as we go through changes in, say, Batman's costume or, or things like that. But but with Superman, I, I think because it is such an American icon um, and because it is so much part of the visual culture of America, like, people go mad. People go oh. absolutely nuts. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I have my own preferences. I, I like the, the more traditional costume. I actually really like the Superman Returns costume. I thought yeah. that was really good. Well, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, I mean, it was kind of that, mid, right? Yeah, I, you know, for, for me, and again, I, it, it, it depends on the era of the comics as well, because mm. Christopher Reeve literally looked like it was the page of the comic that had come to life. Sure. He absolutely, but I mean that, but that was the comics as they were then in the sort of late seventies, early eighties or, or whatever, you know, that version of the comics. Um, whereas obviously you look at, you look at like Henry Cavill, who I think makes an excellent Superman, by the way. Um, but you know, with his costume and his looks, he looks like kind of like the Alex Ross type, um, artwork right yeah. have I got the, if i got that right i might have got the illustrator yeah. wrong but he's well, got that well, well, I, I think in terms of physical looks i actually think tyler hoshin is actually quite close to alex ross's physical superman in, in in the face and things like that um and i think quite the the guy that probably comes closest for me in terms of actors is probably someone like john ham okay interesting you know I mean? like yeah, yeah, just, yeah door and everything like that that looks like superman to me and i i just don't know to this day why he's never ever been approached i mean maybe he has he's turned it down but i just don't know to this day why That's he's never been approached. I mean, again yeah. not knocking tyler hoshino like he looks like a great um superman i've only seen one or two episodes with him in so i can't really make any judgment about what he's like in the role but he, he looks great in this and yeah. I really like the kind of interaction between him and Elizabeth Tullock as Lois Lane. Um, I think she's got that that spark that, that Lois Lane needs. Um, and I always remember Donna describing Margot Kidder as a klutz who basically would fall into a room because she was so clumsy. And I think Elizabeth Tullock has got that, but at the right. same time, you see the kind of mind working, you see how kind of sharp she is. So I think she's going to be terrific. And, it, and looking at those two trays, I'm really excited for the show. Yeah, no, I, I am. I am as well, most definitely. Um, you, you know, I wasn't... When uh, when Crisis on Infinite Earths came, I think, I think they kind of hinted that this it was kind of a setup for this and i'll be honest i kind of was like oh here we go again yeah you know another another iteration of this uh you know is it is it will it work is it tired is it got old you know sort of thing but 
I, both trailers have completely intrigued me and sold me on this because like you said i like i like the the visual style they've gone with which is a departure um but i but i think that if they stick the landing and they don't make it of course we're going to have science fiction elements in it you can even see in the trailer there's some mm. villain that's holding clark like a rag doll at one point and all of this sort of stuff but the focus on the on the family on the dynamic on the you know you know the fact that it looks like he and Lois may have marital pool. Sorry, let me put my teeth back in. Him and Lois may have marital problems, you, you know, with, 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 within it as well. And yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of grounding and relatable and potentially quite a fascinating aspect of this that hasn't really been explored on screen so far. So why not? Yeah, and there was um, there is an element of that in things like the Lois Lane uh, comic that that's just been out recently by um, Greg Rucker and Mike Perkins, uh, which was a terrific book. It was only twelve issues, but that was perfect. It was one continuous sort of novel length storyline that does centre a lot around their marriage, but also uh, pushed Superman to a supporting character you know, to give Lois Lane that room to kind of do what she does. And it is kind of about journalism in the modern era and, and it's a really good series and that's that's definitely worth checking out. Um, there is one comic I, I do want to talk about in this because with the children, um, is it just one kid they've got? No, the no, they, they, they have two, right. um, two teenage boys, which is what, what is a little bit confusing about the sort of whole timeline thing and why mm. I think they've used Crisis on Infinite Earths to get around this because you're like suddenly like uh, where they sort of met in one of the Supergirl um, shows and now they've got teenage boys. What? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 so I, I think the timeline changed. But what I'm, what I'm not, because I, I don't want to spoil it, so I've not sort of read up too much on this because i want to enjoy it when i see it but what, sure. I, what i'm intrigued to find out is whether one of the 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 teenagers possesses the super power the, you know the super abilities and one doesn't because that if that's the case that could be another really fascinating family dynamic you, you, you know for teenagers you've got one that you, you know has this this immeasurable power and and you know won't get sick and won't die and all of this sort of thing you know and then the other is immortal you know um Ooh. sorry not immortal amortal sorry yeah. <laughs> you know uh and, and 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 you know it's just human um and i think i i don't know if they're going to play on that um I, I no doubt there's put people screaming at the uh at the stream already that, that that know the answer to this that have read up on it or maybe even seen it but um but I, I don't know but i think that could be interesting but yes to answer your question there's definitely two teenage boys that they have in this show yeah and it, that's interesting i mean one of the things first off i mean going back to smallville fascinates me because <laughs> in thematic terms because the, the one thing about superman is he can never go home again Really, because Krypton's gone. Uh, so it's fascinating that in this, they, they bring it back to his kind of spiritual home, if not his actual one, which is 
Smallville. So that's an okay. interesting kind of thematic um, road to take. With the children, yeah. the first thing I thought of, now that there's a beautiful comic, one of the most beautiful comics I've ever read in my life, and I, I sincerely mean this. I know it's you, you can't, you don't always get people talking about superhero comics in this way, but uh, there's a beautiful comic by a writer called Kurt Busiak and an artist called Stuart Amonen, um, uh called Superman's Secret Identity, which is a, a kind of Elseworlds tale, almost, but not. Um, mm. So it's about a kid who grows up in the Midwest or in Kansas, I believe. And his, his name is Clark Kent. Right. Um, and in his world, Superman exists as a fictional character. Uh, okay. From DC Comics. With all the iconography that we have. Um, so he spent all his life, he gets to sort of his teen years, he spent all his life hating the Superman character because he's called Clark Kent. His family constantly get him Superman gifts, little Superman figures. Sounds um, great. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a writer, but, you know, he just, he hates Superman. Right. Then one night he goes off camping on his own and he goes to, to sleep in his tent. And when he wakes up, he's flying. And as the story progresses, he, he finds out that he, he gets all of Superman's powers. So what do you do when you've got all of Superman's powers? You become Superman. And he chooses to put on the costume and do what Superman does. Um, and he slowly kind of attracts the attention of the government because they want to kind of use him as a weapon. And he very much refutes that. He kind of is like, well, I'll help you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a tool of the government, but I'll help mm -hmm. when, you, when you need to. Um, and he marries a girl not called Lois Lane, but near enough because people keep trying to fix him, fix him up with women called Lois, um, you know, because it's all just one big joke. But of course, he actually is Superman. But as the story progresses, and sorry to to kind of spoil bits of this for you and, and for the listeners, he, he follows him through the different stages of his life. He grows into adulthood. He has children. Right. Uh, he has two girls. Um, and there's a beautiful scene where as he's getting older, the powers are starting to wane. So they're not, he's not like our Superman, like his powers are starting to fail as he gets old. And he, there's a scene where he's, he's basically trying to fight off a tornado. You know, loads of people are going to die. There's this huge storm and he, and he knows that he's not strong enough to, to stop it. And all of a sudden the storm kind of just spins itself out. And he says, as the as the storm goes away, I think I hear laughter, like women's laughter. And he realizes at that moment that his daughters have got powers too. And oh. I swear to God, I, I read that comic, I read that moment, and just that's it's like a single line, and it says, For a moment I hear laughter. Right. And I burst into tears. Like it's just this amazing comic. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think you can get it anymore. Okay. It's been unavailable for a long time and it's been out of print. But if you can track it down, it was four sort of prestige format issues. It, it, folks out there, if you can track it down, 
go read that. And I, I, when I saw the two kids, and you see that scene where he kind of reveals the fact that he's Superman, the first thing I went to was, ah, I wonder if in some way they're going to bring in elements from Secret Identity. Because I, I would like it if they did that. It's a great comic, and, and it's something I'd love to see on, on screen. Um, but because of the Elseworlds nature of it, previously it hasn't been possible but now it's like oh actually yeah you can kind of integrate that into the universe um but yeah that was that was the first thing i thought when i watched that trailer it was like oh yeah great they're gonna do all the john kent stuff which is um he, he has a child at the moment in the comics who's grown been sort of traveling in space with his grandfather so superman's right. father who actually turns up alive i don't know why he's alive in the comics i'm not that well read on them but he's kind of gone off into space and he's also joined the the legion the sort of legion of superheroes from the from the i think they're from the 31st century so he kind of time travels as well so they could do john kent they could be doing that um but i don't know it's all kind of to play for really until we see it yeah yeah i mean you, you know i i think there's an opportunity here um because Presumably, if he's moving back to Smallville, then, you know, L Lana, I believe there's a version of Lana Lang in this as well, right. which is obviously a previous uh, girlfriend or childhood sweetheart or whatever. Um, that could potentially be something that could cause, you know, some sort of soap opera style friction in there. Um, but, you know, Obviously, you know, Smallville only took place mainly in Smallville. It did end up in Metropolis towards the end of its run. But, you know, they, they kind of had the, the meteor shower that 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 um, came from Krypton, which is basically how Carlisle's ship, you know, landed, landed on Smallville, mm. um, was what caused a lot of, uh, um, you know, super gifted people uh that, that became it became like the freak of the week type yeah. thing you know that, that that he could battle against and you know whereas that was kind of fun i always enjoyed the the, the family drama stuff more of the stuff with his with his mum and dad and lex and with uh, lex's dad and 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 obviously the the, the love interest lana lang and 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 all mm. of that sort of stuff and of course they bring lois into into that as well eventually uh played by erica durance which mm. uh it's nice but um but yeah so uh you know um i i think they've got an opportunity to they've got to get that balance right i mean i don't know how many episodes this is going to be in a season but you know yes there's going to be things threatening earth and superman's going to have to deal with that i guess but also you know let's work on this family thing because correct me if i'm wrong but didn't superman returns try and set up sort of son of superman yeah it was one of the Very things much. that i really didn't think worked in the film to be honest okay. but they they were trying to set that up even back then weren't they so mm. I, yeah. I actually liked it in the in the film um okay. but I, i'm the world's biggest superman returns apologist so i well, I, 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 think, uh, I think interestingly i think the problem with superman um returns for me is i did like sort of all of the 
the homage to the Donna film, you know, right from using John Williams music to, you know, the the Marlon Brando footage and the, the, the opening credits and all of that sort of stuff that they did. But my problem was that came out right in the middle of Smallville's run. And I was kind of much more invested in Tom Welling mm. uh, being Clark Kent um, than I ever was Brandon Rolfe, you know. And, uh, yeah, I but, just kind of I, – I, it just kind of didn't quite work for me. Um, but, you know – I think for me, I'm, I'm always – I don't mind different actors doing the role at the same time. Sure. Um, Which we've got now. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I've got to say, initially, when they announced, like, the Flash movie and all this kind of stuff – I was kind of very much actually, you know what? You should maybe try and integrate your universe a bit better. Um, but I don't know. Again, what what do we want? It's it's always difficult. We, you know, fans make it difficult. I, I admit that I'm probably part of the problem in a way um, because we, you know, we have such high demands. You know. No, you, you never know what you really want, though, until it's given to you, right? That's <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, until yeah, you, you get know. it. Yeah. I, I'm, you, you know, I, I think this has potential. I I, 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 um, I don't know when it's going to show or where it's going to show in the UK in terms of... Um, so we should talk about that. It debuts 23rd of February on the CW channel in the US, and then on the next day, 24th of February, it's available on the CW app to stream for free if you have that. But that's only available to US and other territories. It's not available in the UK. I'm assuming that someone like Sky will pick this up. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, it was weird with the Batwoman stuff when that came out, you know, a year or two years ago, whenever it was, because Sky here in the UK had had all of the other Arrowverse shows. Um, they were all on Sky One uh, here. But the the Batwoman show went on um, five, was it? Was it E4? E4, or, e4 yeah, yeah, E4. But that caused a big problem with the crisis on Infinite Earth because that involved crossovers of all of the shows. So it was a, it was a little bit of a mess because you'd have – things that would weren't lining up because their schedules were different and whatever so i ended up getting it on home media obviously yeah. as my name suggests so i got the uh the, the the dvd release of it and watched it that way which was great but um yeah it's 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 weird it's a bit weird knowing where it's going to end up and i don't believe we've got a a confirmed uk um it's, it's yeah i mean it's one of those things where i really wish Netflix or Amazon would kind of swoop in and buy those shows because there's also now DC Universe Infinite in the US. Although I think a lot of the shows are moving from DC Universe to HBO Max now, which of course, again, we don't get. However, you do get some of the HBO stuff if you've got Sky. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was available about a month after it got released in the US uh, to stream uh, for a for a payment. Um, which is something I'm against if you've already got a subscription service. I think if you've got the subscription service, you're already paying for it and you shouldn't Agreed. be paying this additional. Yeah, uh, no, um, or they need to bring the price of those down to a reasonable level. 
yeah. not 15 pounds, not 20 pounds, as with Disney Plus's Mulan. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially, I, I think, I, I'm pretty sure I read that Disney's subscribers, Disney Plus's subscribers right now, are at something insane like 96 million. I mean, which is really thanks to the Mandalorian in many respects. They're, uh, you, you know, they're, yeah. they're, uh, that's where there was a big peak in Disney Plus was people wanted to subscribe to see that show, you know? And yeah, but I, I just like it's astounding 96 million people paying for it, but you still want 20 quid for me to watch Moonlight. Oh, I know. I, I know. Think no, that, that, that um, is ridiculous. And, of course, we're, we're going to have this problem as well on the DC side of things with HBO Max and whatever because we've got the Snyder Cut coming out as well, haven't we, for mm. um, uh, you know Justice League. And I believe that that's also going to get a simultaneous home media release so that you can pick it up on, on Blu-ray or whatever um, oh, around wow. the same time. Yeah. I, I believe. I, that, that's not confirmed, but I think I, that's happening. I'm kind of similarly excited and trepidatious about that film. I really am. Like, I'm, I don't know what to expect. I actually agree with his right to be able to do it, though. Um, because, you know, if, if Ridley Scott's allowed to go out there and, and basically recut 70% of his output, I, I think you can let him have this one film. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, I'm all for it. I, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see it um, because you, you know the, the the released version. I know this is a whole other thing and a whole other argument, but the released version of uh, Justice League was was a bit of a hot mess. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be good to see what it was supposed to be. <laughs> or, or close actually, to what, it was supposed to be. what what we might do for the the patrons um, of the Comic Crush is we might set up a nice round table with you, me. Nikki and Liz on to, to kind of give our our views on that because I, I think that would be an interesting sure. kind of thing to get everyone on to. Um, obviously, it will be reviewed as normal, probably me and Liz or, or me and Nikki at some point, or uh, or even you and me, Keith. We'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see who's available when it comes around. But I think I'm always uh, happy to do it. You know that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, just before we go, do you want to talk <clears throat> a bit about your? your home media minefield channel and tell the yeah. audience about that yeah sure thanks thanks paul yeah um so home media minefield is a, is a youtube channel um and what it does is i look at physical media so 4k blu-ray and dvd mainly um and i do unboxings of collector's editions and things and then reviews comparing the different types available, grading the picture, the audio, but also special features, commentaries, all of that sort of stuff, packaging, you know, all, all, all of that fun stuff. So that's at Home Media Minefield. And then um, on Sundays, we, we're actually doing uh, a, a live stream called uh, Let's See What's Out There Live. It's, it's on the Home Media Minefield channel. And at the moment, we are... Uh, we have a panel discussing um, Marvel's WandaVision, but right. I, I, I appreciate that you're doing that also, Paul, and we are going to have some crossover at some in point. A, in right? a different way, in a different way, because obviously I think you've got Barbara, who, who is a kind of very up on the comics. That's correct. Yeah, um, we, 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 it's a panel of four, and it's it's myself, um, Pete Mealy, uh, Ryan Holloway, and... 
Barbara Mealy, who is really a big fan of those specific comics that one division is based on right. so it's it's it, 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 it's sort of great to get that opinion that side of things you know as well and uh and i'm loving the show you know it's mm. and it's kind of fun because it's a live stream we we get you know um audience interaction as well so if that's your thing anybody out there watching that it goes out on Sundays at 7.30 p.m. in the UK, and I don't think that clashes with you, does it? <laughs> so. No, no, actually, we're, we're very much... Um, so we do um, the Scarlet Watch, uh, which is myself Love and that. Jordan um, just talking about that week's Division episode. So the show goes out on Fridays uh, on Disney+. Plus. We're on Saturdays. We're usually up by about 7 o'clock, 7.30 Saturday evening. Uh, You can find us here on YouTube. Um, But, yeah, different, same same subject matter, but different takes on, I I suspect. In fact, for one of my early episodes, I I read out your list of texts, which I love when you first watched WandaVision. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. It, it but, won me over again. Uh-huh. Not, although it was was kind of fun, it wasn't mocking you. It was kind of look, you know, you can see how radically different people's opinions are and are going to be about this show mm. um, because you weren't coming from a place of I hate this. It was more I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah, and I really, was like, what the hell is this? I, I, I was literally like, you know yeah. what. What am I watching? And I wasn't, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure that first episode. I was thinking, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then and then of course I got I got by episode two, I was sucked in. And then and and and, and you know that 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 into it that um we just finished doing a show on the Mandalorian, and mm. uh, we thought, well, this this is a perfect opportunity to keep the show going. Uh, but do it on 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 one division instead. So uh, so that's kind of where it came from. But yeah, I, I, I'm very much enjoying that as well. So um, you know, I don't the, the the superhero thing. I don't really sit in a DC or a Marvel camp. As far as I'm concerned, they've all got shows that are good, and they've all got shows that are naff. And you can just pick and choose, you know. <laughs> It's very true, very true, and that's that's the best way to look at it. Um, but anyway, that show is on Sundays. Keith has videos on Home Media Minefield every Friday, which are the actual, um, you know, the actual kind of main focus you show. And is it Mondays you do the unboxings? Yeah, usually it's usually on a, a Monday. We either do an unboxing or a explained video, and explained videos. I've been by popular demand because people have said to me, you know, what's the difference between an aspect ratio and, you know, all this sort of thing or what's region coding and all of this stuff. So I've put, tried to simplify it and explain it out there. And, um, and uh, also um, I'm an actor and filmmaker as well. And if you want to see any of that work, it's at British Isles, which Isles is E-Y-L-E-S as in my last name. And Keith, uh, this weekend, if you've not got something going on, in fact, yes. so by the time you guys watch this, this would have kind of already happened, but uh, do you want to tell people about what's what's happening? Yeah, sure. A, um, a filmmaker friend of mine called Simon Aitken, who I um, 
used to host a, a podcast with called uh, Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. Uh, he made a anthology film called Modern Love, um, which uh, is is going on Amazon Prime on uh, Valentine's Day. I'm in one of the stories as well, so uh, it's a little bit of a plug for me <laughs> there as well. But but uh, he put a lot of effort into this film. Um, it was made with practically zero budget. Um, I've not seen it, so I'm intrigued myself this weekend to, to, to check it out. But um, that will be available on Amazon Prime. And I believe there's also going to be some interviews and things to follow as well, um, which, again, I'll put... If you go to at home media minefield on the social medias, I will of course put links and all of that sort of stuff to that as well. So, um, yeah. but do do give Cube's channel a check out uh, and do check out that movie over the weekend if you're um, if you're at home. Thanks, well, I mean, we're all we're all at home for Valentine's Day this year, so <laughs> none of us are going out to restaurants. But um, if you want something to watch. It looks like a great movie. I'm really keen to watch it myself. Congratulations to you and congratulations to Simon for making it. And, you know, congratulations on Home Media Minefield because it's a great channel. I like it. I'm subscribed. Um, you can catch Keith's videos. You've got a new one out today on the movie Somewhere in Time. You guys can click that out. Uh, I'm Starring back. Christopher Reeve. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> I'm back on Saturdays with Liz Jordan for uh, the Scarlet Watch for the next few weeks until that show ends. We're then kind of looking at doing um, another show on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so that's in the planning stages now. Uh, you can find that. You can find loads of articles and podcasts on the comic on thecomiccrush.com um, which is my website it's all about comics it's a very carefully curated uh, selection of comics every week it's uh, a comics magazine if you like uh, just telling you all about the comics that you love so I hope you'll check that out um, please do take a look at the Patreon which is up above my head somewhere um, click on that Give that a look if you like, or purchase something from our web store, all of which helps keeps the show going and also helps keep the website going. Can't do it without you guys. So thank you very much for watching. Keith, thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you so much. I Been really appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Uh, and look forward to doing this again. We have got some more stuff coming up in the summer, definitely, and maybe another show quite soon. We're, we're uh, chatting about at the moment. But, um, yeah, plenty of stuff from us, guys. So we'll see you again soon. Catch you next time on The Crush. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.